turn the motherfucking music up. Just plays, man. I had to oh, do it. Nigga. It's a real nigga holiday. Oh, you think he got outperformed? Hold on, hold on. We gotta let this. Wait a minute, hold on. We gotta let this ride, man. We gotta let this ride. Let's go. Happy birthday, Hova. We about to have fun, man. Happy birthday to the greatest of all time. Let's go. I'm not letting you talk, Ryan Rocket. Means on the wall in all my rooms. Niggas couldn't fuck with my daughter's room. Let's go! Niggas couldn't walk in my daughter's socks. Banksy bitches, Basquiat. Uh. I ran through that buck 50 live nation running me. They working on another deal, they talking 250. Woo! I'm holding out for three. 275 and I just might agree. XD boy used to park my beamer. Now look at me, I can park in my own arena. Let's go. Back today, I see, I see digging his bag today, I know. man. You digging shit in the parking. I ain't playing no obvious Jay Z songs. Come on. Jay Z appreciation day. Rest in peace, Pimp C. You back with Ace Town? Yep. Smoke some bitch. Pimp C P A Trill. We ain't forget you, Pimp C. That here figure. We miss you. Myself a ghetto star on the slab sipping bar, smoking weed, setting white. The mother nigga shit don't come back right. That's how niggas get pop, trying to get the cheaper price. Watch your paper towards the light, cause most of these niggas ain't living. Come on. Keep your pistol, fuck a fight. Cause nigga- it's crazy he died on Jay Z's birthday though, man. It's crazy. All right, come on, let's go. It's Jay Z's birthday. <laughs> Come on. You know we had to do this. Freeze bear sticking out. But I had to call Tiana, man. Piano, man. I'm done. All right, all right. I liked it, man. I liked it. I liked <laughs> the done. mix. I like, finally, we did Jay-Z's birthday justice. Yes. Usually, it's just me saying it's Jay-Z's birthday and nobody yeah. giving a shit because y'all don't like it as much as I do. But I'm glad that we finally gave Jay-Z his flowers, man. The best MC. We got the best producer on the boards. Figgy Fig giving him his just desserts. 
Yes. His just do as he will. His flowers as you will. Yeah. As the God MC, man. We forget because he did a lot of corny shit lately. That <laughs> that song with Pharrell that we ain't gonna mention. That never <laughs> happened, y'all. I don't know yeah. what y'all talking about. Yeah. I, I don't even remember that song. <laughs> but yes, we we gave Jay-Z his flowers. Figured that was dope. Good work, man. Sorry I fucked it up with my pimp C. <laughs> my Pepsi diatribe. Oh, it's all good. It's all good, man. It's it like I I I wasn't sure what to bump in with. Of course, it's Jay Z birthday, but we always got to remember Pimp C, man. Like yes, I, I feel like we in H Town, so Pimp C got to come first. But of course, I, I I figure we just do do it all, man. Just do a little mini mix. But yeah, rest in peace to Pimp C. Happy birthday, Hova. Yeah, man. Yes, happy birthday, Hova. R.I.P. Pimp C, man. Uh, yeah, one of those months, man. We we're ending, we're getting to the end of what people may call the worst year ever mm-hmm. in terms of everything, man. And we're going to do a recap. We, we'll probably have like two more shows of the podcast, and yeah. then we'll have our uh, year end wrap up at the end. Yeah. Talk about our favorite albums, all the fucked up yeah. shit that happened to recap it all. So yeah. and yeah, we, we're getting close, man. We, we're, we got we're, we got people got thought we wouldn't make it. Yeah, we got some special guests on the recap, too. We got Brandon Caldwell hopping on and Brandon Scott. So it, yes, it, it's and since we said it, y'all got to be there. See, yeah. you promoted it, so now y'all can't have no excuse. It's y'all got to be, be there, man. Yeah. Two Brandons, we gonna do it old school with the Brandons. Me and Figgy, we gonna chop it up, reminisce, and have a little discussion about everything that's going on, man. So for sure, great, great, great intro, man. I liked it. I fuck with it. <laughs> Went to the deep Jay Z cuts. It wasn't just H to the Izzo playing. Yeah, I like it, man. I fuck with yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, my Good other work. inspiration for doing that is Jay Z don't have a lot of music on YouTube. You can just go to. Yeah. So, so I'm like, <laughs> so that's the real reason. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you know what? I, I figured, man, let me just go through some of these um, these classic Jay Z uh, features. All of these were features. Mm-hmm. Um, most of these wasn't on this actual album. So I said, you know what? Let me. Let me get some classic Jay-Z features. That works. That works. Yeah. So I like it. I like it. You can make a whole a whole tape with just classic Jay-Z features, man, and it will go off. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I was wondering, because you played two songs that I felt Jay-Z got out rapped on, uh, <laughs> What We Do, and uh, what the uh, Welcome to New York City. Yeah. I felt like he got and, and Jay Z don't get out rapped by many people, but I felt like he he got done up on those. So mm, okay, okay. You, you do you do you disagree? Um, I kind of disagree with the what we do. I, I know really? I knew I know Freeway got off on that, but um, I felt like his verse was his to me his whole verse was solid, man. I, I think his whole verse was solid, but um. And walking to New York City, honestly, I think that's a toss-up, man, because one minute I'll be like, man, Cam got him, Cam got him. But when you hear Jay-Z's verse, it's like, oh, shit. Like, it's hard to just say he got washed on that because that was a, so- <laughs> that was a solid verse. And mind you, uh, we talked I, – I, I don't know if we talked about that story on here, but uh, you know the classic story of them being in the studio, him and Cam, and they going back and forth in the booth. And uh, originally, yeah, yeah, originally, you know, uh, Jewels was supposed to be, he was supposed to be writing a verse on that song, but they was going back and forth so much, he ended up only getting to the hook. He only had the hook. 
So that's why you <laughs> only hear him on the hook. But um, yeah, man, I think it, when you listen to those verses, you could tell it was more competition than them verses. They wasn't dissing each other, but you could tell they was trying to get the best verse on there. Some some artists people do songs with, you could tell they not in competition. They just doing their thing and they just want a dope song. But on here, you could tell they was actually trying to have the better verses. Yeah, you're right, man. And and yeah, I think that uh, we, luckily for us, we were spared a Jewel's verse because I don't hate Jewel's, but at that time, I thought he was a terrible rapper. Really? And <laughs> dog, this, he was probably, well, you, people think Cam was lazy at rapping and he did it get lazy with the rhymes later on. Jewel started out that way, man. Like, <laughs> Jewel's rhymed the same word with the same word over and over again. San- that Santana's World or whatever that shit is called, <laughs> lyrically, maybe the worst song ever, man. It, the beat goes and he sounds good on it, but lyrically, if you look at the lyric, if you listen to what he's saying, man, the shit makes no sense at all. <laughs> and he would have ruined that song with Jay-Z and Cameron. So I'm glad we were spared that. And... and a classic, yeah, classic song, man. I, I felt like Cameron. As I, I don't think Jay Z ever got washed completely on a song. People who said are over exaggerating shit, but I definitely felt like he was edged out both on the freeway track and on the uh, Cameron track. But yeah, do you think? What it is. Do you think he got wa- uh, washed up on the Renegade? No, actually, the, that no, was and the, that's that not was because po- I don't. That was the popular opinion though back then. The popular opinion was Eminem ate him up on his own song. Even now I said it, but I ain't really think so. <laughs> I I think look in that time frame, Eminem was as Bun B would say, hotter than fish grease. You know mm-hmm. he he was going hard and he ripped. To honestly, flow wise and content wise, he ripped it. But I also feel like. That because you just brought up the fact that Jay Z and Cameron were clearly competing with each other on that. I don't I don't see a Renegade as two MCs going at each other trying to see who's the best. I see it as them telling their own story about being in the industry yeah. from their own voices. Yeah, I don't hear Jay Z trying to outmatch Eminem or Eminem trying to outmatch Jay Z. Eminem admitted he stole Jay Z's flow from nigga what nigga who for forgot about Dre. Mm. So clearly he fucked with Jay Z. Yeah, and he acknowledges him for being a great MC. So I just never took that until Nas put it on Renegade on Ether. That was not like I just saw it as look, it was a great song. And as I get older, I feel Jay Z's verse a lot more than I do Eminem's. And Eminem killed it. I'm not gonna lie, but I just don't think he got washed. I just don't even see that as that same kind of song. I just see it as you know, it's kind of like Outcast. You know, mm-hmm. Big Boy and Andre 3000 ain't trying to out rap each other, they're just trying to tell stories, exactly. And that's what that track was so. I ain't see it like that, man. Yeah, yeah. I know back in the day, I think a lot of people were so fascinated with the fast rapping and yes. with a white boy, you know, rapping like that. We never seen a white boy rap rap this way. <laughs> so I think I think I think a lot of it was part of the hype. But now like I agree with you. Now when you look at it, it's just like, damn, he was really talking some shit on here. <laughs> He was, man. And people have to realize, too, that wasn't supposed to be a song with Jay-Z on it. It was supposed to have Royce to 5'9 on it mm. for their album. They were going to make a Bad Meets Evil album. They eventually did, like, 20 years later. 
But at that time, they were going to make an album together. And that song was for Royce to five nine. It wasn't for Jay-Z. So Jay-Z got it. And he's like, Eminem has a distinct, different production style than what he's used to. Yeah. So he didn't, he just didn't take off rapping like Eminem did. Cause you know, yeah. it wasn't really, probably wasn't really his style, but yeah, I still yeah. thought he killed it, man. Yeah. And that's the other good thing too, because usually when you get an artist like a Jay-Z or let's say like a Biggie, they try to, they try to get on the level of that other artist. We, we seen it with Biggie. He tried to rap like Bone on uh, Notorious yeah. Thugs. Which was good. I, I I didn't think it was bad at all. I I, I think it was dope. That, and to me, that showed how talented Biggie was. But um, yeah, to me, Jay Z was Jay Z on that song, and that's all we ask for. Sometimes we don't want you to be a chameleon and you know <laughs> try to imitate what somebody else is. If if you can, that's talented. But sometimes we want to hear Jay Z over an Eminem beat. So, Just yeah. do his thing, man. Yeah. So I've asked you this since you brought that up, the Biggie and Bone Thugs thing. Uh, so who do you think had the better Bone Thugs verse, Tupac or Biggie? Um, oh, I will. Man, that's that's tough, man. That's tough. Like I can't even answer which one was the better song, because one moment I'll be like, man, and Notorious Thugs, that shit just go. <laughs> But then when you listen to um um the other song Thug Love Thug Love, it's like Thug oh shit like, my nation. Yeah, that shit that shit was hard, man. Like when that song came on, it's like oh shit. <laughs> like it that shit just kinda get you hyped, man. But um shit, man, it's tough, man. I uh I love Busy Bone verse on um uh Notorious Thugs. Yeah. Um yeah, man, it's tough. It's a toss up. Honestly, <laughs> I ain't I ain't trying to sit on the fence, but it's literally a toss up on who had the better verse. It kind of depends on how you feel, man. Because if when you in the gym, that that Tupac Thug love with the gunshots yeah. and him thugs is comics in God's prison, yeah, like that shit gets you going, man. <laughs> call but, the late, uh, call the call the plane to Cleveland late last <laughs> evening. <laughs> <laughs> Tupac's flow always cracks me up, man. He's the funniest rapper to imitate. In the yeah. sea or in the knees. The clean <laughs> of the lace like evening. <laughs> clean up some yeah. niggas no longer breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Tupac funny, man. But yeah, yeah it's, it's tough, man. I, I, I probably got to roll with Biggie just because he was spitting some shit and rapping fast, man. A lot of people just rap fast, but he was actually... Mm-hmm. You know, threw a little Tupac subs in there, so-called beef with new, you know who. Yeah, females bothered too. Like he was spending about his life in that shit, man. So yeah, I probably get to Biggie, even though I fuck with Tupac more. Yeah, you oh, you want to hear a cool fact? Uh, uh, like a fun fact about Biggie. So um, <laughs> yesterday I was I was on Clubhouse and they had a Jay Z appreciation room, and um, I forgot who was telling the story. It might have been. It, it was somebody, it was early on when when Jay-Z was working with Biggie. Uh, it was, I want to say, Biggie was on politics as usual. Usual. What, what song Biggie was nah, on? Nah, he on? was on, a, a, what's it called? Fucking. Uh, what what song was the it? The Jay-Z's, uh, Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's Finest. finest? Yeah, yeah, I, I Brooklyn's think, Finest. I think it was Brooklyn's Finest. But um, Jay-Z was on that song and Biggie came to the studio and, uh, Are you at, gonna say the writing pad story? Yeah, man. 
You never heard that before. No, I thought that was I thought uh, um a Jay Z not writing or Biggie writing. No, the, the, the legend of Biggie and uh, Jay Z uh, meeting up in the studio, and then Biggie passes Jay Z the notepad, and he says, "I don't write." And then Biggie's like, "Well, I don't write either." So they put the the notepad aside and just started going out the dome. Is that no, actually true? No, no, no. That that I don't think that part was true. What I heard was in the chat, according to the people in the chat house, was um, uh, Biggie actually took a couple days to do the song, do his verse. So they didn't do it right off the spot like that. Uh, Jay Z did. He he round off the top to the point um, Biggie was impressed. Like, damn, like this nigga ain't write down nothing. And Biggie actually took a couple days to do the verse and sent it back. So ever since then, Biggie never wrote his rhymes. So Jay Z lied. Because <laughs> this story been circulating for a long time about how they both, I think Jay Z said that too. So Jay Z was covering for his boy. Biggie probably had ghostwriters. Mm -mm, I'm I, there with it because remember this goes right back with the get the conspiracy music. I'll bring it. I'll bring it a legend down, man. R.I.P. Biggie. But if he had Ghost Riders and we gonna kill Drake for it, we got to kill Biggie for it too, man. Rest in peace, though. <laughs> but nah, because if you remember, and Bone Thugs tell the story too, when uh, he went to go work with Bone Thugs for Notorious Thugs, um, all, all them got together, just smoked, heard the beat instantly went in and recorded their verses. And I don't think they write either. Mm. They just went in, spit their verses, and they were done with it. Mm. And Biggie apparently was in the studio, and he was like, damn, y'all got to let me work on this because mm. y'all killed it. Mm. So apparently, and they said this, I think Crazy said it, uh, he took the track home with him and they didn't hear from him again for a while. It took a few days. Mm. And then eventually he sent it back to them complete with his verse. Mm. So, mm, damn. Why, yeah. why, why can't Biggie suddenly, who who freestyles off the dome, why can't he perform in the studios with Jay Z and Bone Thugs? Is he pulling a Drake? Did he have Ghostwriters? Hmm. Mm. Damn. Makes you think. Now, to be fair, I guess being a creative person, sometimes I'll be needing a couple days just to sit on, especially if the song is dope. Because sometimes you be in that moment and sometimes you don't have it. Sometimes you got to really think on it, let it marinate. Maybe maybe it could have been something like that, but that, that's kind of interesting, man. That's interesting. Nah, Biggie the King of New York, man. Nah, <laughs> Biggie the King of New York, dog. Maybe when he was first starting out rapping, I could understand. But you the King of New York? I don't know, man. That sound kind of, we got to ask Funk Flex about that. Yeah. <laughs> this will make him upset, though. <laughs> I was in the studio with Biggie for two days in a row. <laughs> he, he would get upset about that question. So, but Biggie that, wrote that everything. Think, Biggie wrote everything. <laughs> he's Nigga not lied. like he's not like Drake. He was never like Drake. That boy actually wrote his rhymes. That's why he's the king of New York. Yeah, he oh, man. Like that. <laughs> it would sound something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's very interesting. I did not know that uh, Biggie did not, would, did not actually spit his verse in the studio with Jay-Z because Jay-Z told that story differently, and I always felt like that was too 
movie. It sounded like a movie scene, man. It didn't sound yeah. like something that actually happened in real life. So yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. But you said, um, I think Jay Z might have recorded like three different verses or something like that. And um, Biggie was like, like, damn, this nigga ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they say he actually, um, he didn't record it that night. He actually took a couple days. So I'm like, oh shit. So um, they said since then, Biggie never wrote, uh, wrote his rhymes or something. So I, I mean, he was dead shortly after. So. Cause that album came out, I believe, after Biggie died. So maybe it was just a, a song that was recorded a long time ago. But if you say after that, Biggie never wrote his rhymes again. Like, how many yeah. more rhymes did he write? Yeah, did he have I, to write before. I don't know. He was sadly killed. Yeah, from uh, so yeah, yeah. But what I took from the story was Jay Z inspired <laughs> Biggie to not write his rhymes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. come off the dome, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. But, Actually, I'm wrong. That album came out in '96. I think Biggie died in '97. So yeah, oh, it yeah, came yeah, out before yeah. Tupac, he died. Tupac died in '96. Yeah, but, yeah. But so interesting stories. I should have been there for the clubhouse. Uh, it sounds very interesting. It was Jay Z. It was stories being it was told. Very, it was very interesting, man. A couple things. Um, they talked about Just Blaze was in there. Fat Joe came through. Um, Dame Dash came through. It was it was really interesting. Hip hop, mm-hmm. one of the engineers, producers was in there. Um, I'm trying to think who else. It was a lot of people that was around. Was Guru there? I'm not sure if Guru was there. Um, I'm not quite sure. If he was there, I might have missed it because it was going for like seven hours. Mm. And the person that was originally the moderator of that room was um he was just he just made the room just to play some classic Jay Z songs and reminisce a little bit. But the room ended up going viral where a lot of other uh, people actually appeared in that room. That was part of that era back oh, damn. like early in that era. So not, not the, not the Swiss beats or the Timberlands that kind of came a little later, but people that was there early. So you, you, it, it was some, uh, it was a bunch of legendary stories, man. They would just blaze was talking about yeah. how, yeah, just blaze was talking about how he, um, how he, I guess one of the beats that was um, flip side, flip side, the song flip side that was um, that was freeways. That was originally supposed to be Beyonce's um, beat, and Jay Z said he was trying to make a girl rock the mic. So um, if you if you haven't, I'm sure you heard it, but it's um, Jay Z got a song. I think Benny Siegel, Jay Z got a song called "Rock the Mic." Is it Jay Z? I think was yeah. Jay Z on that song. I think it was Memphis Bleak and uh, oh, Benny Siegel. But it was a... Maybe, it, I it can't was a st- remember. Yeah, it was a Rockefeller song. Y- y'all heard it. If y'all hear it, y'all know what I'm talking about. But I guess he was trying to make a Beyonce version of Rock the Mic with the um, flip side beat. So I, I thought that was interesting. The um, I, We played the uh, Walking to New York City song earlier, and that beat was originally for Freeway. And... Um, what else? Some cool little nuggets they dropped. Uh, the American Gangster album, uh, one of one of his most underrated albums to me. I feel like nobody really talk about yeah. that album as much, but that album was originally supposed to be P Diddy's album. So if you hear a couple songs, um, I guess a couple of those songs on there, uh, Jay Z originally wrote for Puff Daddy. I thought that was pretty interesting. Hmm. 
um, the Girls, Girls, Girls song, the classic song. Um, Michael Jackson was on the vocals. So if you hear some weird sound effects, some weird noises, that was Michael Jackson. He actually came to the studio to, to lay that. I thought that was dope. And, um, yeah, man, it's it's a crazy story. Of course, they told the story uh, how they tried to get Pimp C on there, rest in peace, Pimp C, they, uh, how they tried to get him on Big Pimpin'. And it took, I guess, it took hip-hop to call him and bug him like 10 different times for him to agree to do the song because he originally wasn't on board. And um, the Pimp C was like, man, he ain't here talking about playing with this thing in the truck. And uh, <laughs> and they had to explain to him, like, nah, he talking about a girl playing with it in the truck. Like, it ain't nothing like that. And um, they mentioned how Pimp C was just making every excuse in the world not to not to do the song, not to do the verse. And meanwhile, Bun B did his verse. It was just waiting on Pimp C. And Pimp C thought it was too poppy. He didn't want to go poppy and all that. And um, they sent the whole reel. You know, back in the day, they was recording on reels. It wasn't no Pro Tools or, you know, sending the song through an email. It was actually a real reel. And they mailed it to him, and he had it for like a month, and that was the only session they had of the song. So it, it was just some cool stories, man. It, it was really cool. They talked about Emil. Remember the, uh, Emil? Yeah. Yeah, they talked about her, how they end up getting her on Rockefeller, and how, uh, Just Blaze worked on her album. And after her her album, she was originally supposed to be on Dynasty. But um, mm-hmm. he said she kept coming up with excuses why she couldn't come to the studio and saying she got... She don't have nobody watch her son and all this other stuff. And it seemed like she kind of didn't want to work. So, um, how, uh, yeah. And they ended up getting a verse out of her at the last minute for Dynasty. And um, I guess Jay-Z didn't like the verse, so he ended up taking it, taking her off the, the album. But um, it was, Damn. man, it was super interesting, man. It was, it was some, it was, I wish you could have been in that room, but. That was super dope, man. Very interesting stories, man. Yeah, I should have been there. Hopefully it got recorded in some form or fashion, but that's the kind of that's kind of the good thing and bad thing about Clubhouse is like if you're there, like it's dope, but if you miss something, you probably never gonna see it again. Cause so it's very exclusive in that way because like some of this shit gets recorded. Like I saw some clips. I guess Chet Hanks was in a <laughs> somehow got into a clubhouse room and he had to defend his Jamaican accent against all these angry black people who also <laughs> weren't Jamaican. But he had to defend himself. He actually I thought did a pretty good job. Mm. But uh, yeah, it, it's very exclusive in that when you when things happen there, you not you probably not gonna hear it again. So yeah. yeah. But that, that's yeah. dope, man. That, that's one of the good things about Clubhouse, man, bringing people together to share stories and actual yeah. insiders. Stuff like that is what I like Clubhouse for. It's not the fucking the other bullshit they be on sometimes. But yeah. I th- and, and that's then cool, I, man. The other part that stood out to me was that that group, that chat room, pretty much brung all the people that was part of Rockefeller uh, together. And you could tell they haven't talked in yeah. years. You could tell they haven't talked in years. And they was just like reminiscing. It was it was like literally, you know how you go back home to the block or something or to a hood and you see all the people you used to um, fuck with back in the day 
and they just all come out like, yeah, 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 remember this and remember that, and they just remin. That's how it was. It was I was sitting. I, I probably listened to like four hours of that shit, man. They was on there for like seven. Dude said he was he was literally in that room for like seven hours, and I listened to like Damn. four hours of it. And I, man, it was it was literally like sitting crisscross applesauce just watching or just listening to people tell stories about Jay Z. <laughs> they they even brung up um, that they I guess they tried to sign Slim Thug to Rockefeller. That would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think we'd have had a much better career, honestly, overall, at least uh, on a nationwide scale than signing with Star Trek or whatever the fuck he was with. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But it was it was um, awesome. Other, that sounds dope, man. Wish it could have been there. Um in other Jay-Z news, apparently he ranked his own albums again. Mm. Uh I guess he was on because it was his birthday. He got on wait, is this old? That's just old. Never mind. I'm not bringing that up. That's okay. old. Sorry. <laughs> I got fake juked by the fake news again, man. My bad. <laughs> so who cares? Damn. Um, if we had time, that I sounds would, dope, though, man. Yeah, if we would have had time, I would have probably asked you to rank your um, Jay Z albums. But he he got a little too much <laughs> albums now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to think about it. I know. I just know what's at the top and near the top, and what's at the bottom. Magna Carta is at the bottom. It's his worst album ever. Mm. Like nothing's. That's his worst album. Um. Best one, of course, Reasonable Doubt has to be number one for me. Yeah, that's that's number the two. that's the one album I always go back to, man. Like, yes. whenever I have nothing to listen to, I just throw that on. Like, you don't, <laughs> you literally don't have to skip anything. You yeah. don't. You can shuffle it and not skip. The only one I skip sometimes is Ain't No Nigga, just because uh, I don't like that song that much. But everything else, man, you can play it through the entire way through. Still sounds good to this day. Yeah, so. because some some Jay Z albums sound dated, where it's kind of like yes. I, I got to be in the right mood to hear this. But reasonable doubt, you can listen to that shit no matter. You, we can listen to that shit twenty years from now. And of it course, sound good. That that is up, and people want to be hot takey and say no. Blueprint was actually his best album. Like there are some songs on Blueprint that sound old, man. Like yeah. they sound like 2001 songs mm-hmm. and everything on reasonable doubt. Like you couldn't really tell it was produced in 1996 just because it has that classic vengeance feel. Like, I guess because of that sound at the time is the only thing that gives it away, but nah, man, that shit's undeniable classic, man. One of the best albums of all time, my opinion. So that's yeah. at the top. Magna Car is at the bottom yeah. for various reasons. It's just <laughs> Yeah, you want to hear a hot take? I, I kind of got a hot take. Go um, ahead. I really don't listen to much songs off of Blueprint. I do, it's it's hard to li- it's it's kind of hard to listen to. I listen to a couple songs on there, but to me, it's a lot of stuff that just don't sound right. You really got to be in the throwback mood to listen to Blueprint, or at least I do. You you got songs on there, Jigga Jigga, that nigga Jigga, like. <laughs> It's a couple songs. H to the, I think H to the Izzo on there. Yeah, that's bad. So it's it's a couple songs on there. I'm, well, I, it's hard for me to just listen to that album straight through. I got to pick and choose when I go to that album. I think people, I think this is one of those albums where the highs are so high that people forget the rest of it. Like, You Don't Know is one of Jay-Z's best songs he ever did. 
Yeah. One of the best beats Just Blaze ever made. One of the best verses Jay-Z ever spit. And that everything just came together on that song. Plus Renegade being on there with Eminem, uh, Blueprint, the song being on there. One of his best songs too. And Girls, Girls, Girls. Yeah. Those songs alone, I think people will make it like, oh, that's a classic album. Yeah. But you're actually, I, I agree with you, man. I can't play it a whole album from back to front. Yeah. I'd be skipping around quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the one song I really, really like, or the couple songs, the ones that I really go to, I will play um, Takeover. I love I love Takeover. I will play You Don't Know. Um, and, Heart of the City, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a dope song. Yep, that one. And um, Lyrical Exercise, man. That was one of my favorite Jay-Z. If I had the top 10 um, Jay-Z song. I will put that in it. Lyrical exercise. That's one of my really? favorite songs. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of it. Mm. Like it, 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 I like the concept is cool, but I wasn't a big fan of it. I wouldn't, it didn't really move me like that, but that's interesting, man. Yeah. That is, that is hot takey, but it, I agree with it for the most part, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't see blueprint is really, honestly, I might put that as his number three album. I don't even know if it'll be number two. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I agree. I, I I can listen to four 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 all the way through. Yeah, I just I can't listen to Blueprint <laughs> all the way through like that. Four four four, American Gangster. Yep. Uh, even shoot, Blueprint. Uh, not Blueprint. Uh, Volume One and Two. Volume Two hasn't aged that well, but it still got some classic joints on it. Volume One is underrated. I think. You think so? I, I think it's underrated because it had some bad songs on it. But there's also some classics on there too, and I think that it gets overshadowed by the bad, the bad moments. But overall, that's a classic too. So okay, that that's a wrap of our Jay Z conversation, yeah, man. man. I think we we gave that man. We talked about Jay Z for thirty five minutes. <laughs> I could talk about. I could I could have an entire podcast based off Jay Z. Honestly, man, that's how deep you can get into his music and his catalog and his lyrics. Uh, I had no problem doing that, but I'm sure the listeners want a little variety in this bitch. So we're going <laughs> to mix it up a little bit, man. But we had to give our props to the yeah. God MC, Jay-Z, uh, William uh, Sean Carter. He, yeah. Remember that he called himself William H. Holler? Yeah, well, <laughs> remember that shit? You don't remember that shit, do you? Okay. I thought he was talking about Hype Williams. Nah, he called himself William H. Holler uh. on the Dynasty album. Like twice. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't. They call me William H, the all-time great. Okay, I don't know who yeah, the fuck. Yeah. I don't know where he came up with that, but Sean Carter is his name, <laughs> and one of the best MCs of all time, of course. So we had to give him his props. Yeah, but sure. now, thirty minutes in, we're getting to the intro of the podcast. This is yeah. the Gems and Juice podcast, man. We coming back at y'all again. We told y'all we're doing it big in the end of the year. Got some big surprises, hopefully lined up for you soon. Uh, but first off, typical check-in, Figgy, how you been? Man's getting cold. People got to bundle up. Get yourself a Gems and Juice hoodie already if you haven't. Yes, it's sir. It's fucking 35 degrees out here. Yes, hit the link in the bio of the Gems and Juice podcast, Instagram page, Twitter page. Just, yeah, man, hook us uh, Yeah, hook your families up with some merch. It's Christmas time. People going Christmas shopping. Get your loved one that Gems and Juice hoodie. Yeah. Yeah, but do it. Get the mask too, man, because the mask ain't going nowhere. For sure. Yeah, a lot of y'all niggas ain't trusting the vaccine. My mama don't trust the vaccine, man. I know. Really? Like niggas ain't trusting this vaccine, dog. Are you getting the vaccine <laughs> if it drops? 
they they would have to do like I didn't I didn't wear a mask until they forced me to basically. Oh, until you they was said, one of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like, cause I'm like, fuck, man. It, it, it can't be some shit that some people doing ever like either make everybody do it or say we ain't got to do it. And they finally said, okay, you have to wear a mask to come into places. I'm like, okay, now nah, I wear. But with the vaccine, I think it's the same thing, man. I think if they like, well, you can't live a normal life and can't go to these places unless you have a, like if they make life hard for me for not having it, I guess I would have to acquiesce and be like, fine, put the chip in me. Fuck it. Yeah. Put the fucking sickle cell disease or whatever the fuck this shit is. Put it into me, man, because I don't want to be inconvenienced every day of my life. Yeah. But if they, if it's just a, a, a like the flu shot where it don't really help and you could still get it even with the vaccine. I'm not taking that shit, man. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. It, it, it's going to be real tricky because like, I'll be scared to take the flu shot. Because mm-hmm. it's like usually I kind of ro- the way I roll is if I ain't getting sick, I'm going to just keep doing what I'm doing. But if, you know, if I'm sick and I keep getting sick, then I will probably, you know, say, hey, let me take this or something. I don't know. But I don't know. It's like if you I don't know. It's like if you if you do take the shot, is everything I mean, are you not going to get sick or? I, I just don't. There's a lot of questions, man. Like, I I just don't know. I don't know, man. And, and people make fun. And here's the thing, man. Like, I understand why you're like, everybody's like, why, just take the vaccine. Why not take the vaccine? You're saving lives and all stuff like that. Like, I, I get why you might think that. But black people have a history uh, of, of cons- this is why people, I, I never laugh at people when a black person is conspiratorial or has these conspiracy theories in their head. Because like we come from a we're in a country that is actually like these conspiracy theories were not theories. They actually happen like fucked up shit happened to black people in this country with the government's approval with the fucking Tuskegee shit and like things like the fucking they gave people heroin and it observed their their mannerisms and the clothes like they did all kinds of crazy shit to black people in this country, man. So I'm never against people who question you know, when the government says do this or else, I'm never against people questioning like, why, why is it super necessary? So I get it, but I don't know, man, it's a slippery slope because I'm not anti-vax. I don't believe in not giving your kid any vaccines and then having them get sick and die maybe. So I'm not going that far, but the COVID vaccine, man, I feel like it's been a little too soon for this shit. Has it really been tested that thoroughly? And they just going to roll this shit out and say, Either you take it or you can't do all these things and motherfucking presidents are trying to take it on TV to uh, prove to you that it works. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I don't yeah. know. So how how would they force people to take it? Uh, they would probably be like, a you know, in porn where you have to have your STD papers to work. You would have to have your COVID vaccine papers. <laughs> or And if you don't, you will be... Uh, removed or you'll have to do something else to wear a mask and a face shield or I feel like they they will inconvenience your life to the point where you just like well fuck it give me the vaccine yeah it's, if it's, you don't take it you gotta have the papers it's interesting because I ain't trying to sound like the the uh the Karen who don't want to wear a mask but if everybody else getting the vaccine will it really make a difference if you don't if you the one person that don't 
You see what I'm saying? I, I, because I, you know, I, you know how people, you know how people saying, well, uh, if everybody wear a mask, why is it a big deal? I don't wear a mask. You're protected. Mm-hmm. So, so I wonder, like, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, what's the difference? Like, if you get it, you get. I mean, if you got the vaccine, you should be fine. I'm not saying you can't get it, you can't ever get it, but if you got the vaccine, you most most likely might uh, probably won't get it. But if you don't want to take the vaccine. That's that should be on you, right? I, like honestly, I agree. And people will say, "Well, you can spread it to other people," but then that brings up your point. Like, if those other people get the vaccine, then what's the issue? But I think the questions mainly come from the fact it's like the flu shot. The flu shot is varying degrees of effective every year. Like sometimes it's like twenty percent effective. Sometimes it's more than that because it was actually the strain that's actually going around. So. I we we ain't got to get into all that, man. Because I'm not yeah. a scientist. I don't want to be speaking out my ass like everybody does on Twitter, <laughs> acting yeah. like the experts. When I really don't know what the fuck's going on, man. I'm just observing this from my rear view, <laughs> and I, I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. So, but that's my thoughts on the vaccine, man. I'm like, if it's here, you know, we'll, we'll see what. It's gonna be very interesting to yeah. see how this next year comes up with the how there because they're already talking about shutting down the country again. Yeah, you know this next wave coming through. So yeah, it, 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 it's gonna be super interesting. You see how shitty the NFL was the past yes. week. <laughs> they moved Baltimore like three different times. They whole team. Uh, did you watch that game on Wednesday? Uh, uh, the Texans, the Steelers, the Steelers and the Ravens on Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday yeah. Was afternoon. It, was it Wednesday? Uh, yeah, it was Wednesday. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I watched some of it. It was. Probably the sloppiest shit I've ever seen, man. Yeah. <laughs> they should have called. They should have said, no, we're we moving this back to Sunday, man. This, this play is too awful. Yeah. This motherfucker, RG3, was out there looking lost in the first half. Yeah. I think he looked better later on, but yeah, man, that shit was, it was bad, man. It, yeah, it, it was bad. I don't know how we got on this, but um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I've been cool all week, though. <laughs> I've, I've been doing some Christmas <laughs> shopping. <laughs> I, I did okay. some Christmas shopping today. I got stuck in the uh, Secret Santa shit <laughs> for my um, in-laws. So, so we was out trying to get everything for that. But, um, yeah, man, it, it been it been cool. I'm ready for the holiday to be over. <laughs> yeah, same here, man. Same here. I didn't know black people did the Secret Santa thing. Yeah, man, what's worse about it? They we doing the secret Santa. Um, usually we be up there and I'm, and we can be all together and give do the secret Santa. But it's worse now because nobody traveling. So we doing all this shit on Zoom. So this shit this shit about to be awful, man. Like I I me personally I ain't want to be part of it, but I got to since it's my wife's family. Mm-hmm. So so what we gotta do? We gotta get the gifts and ship it to the person. And put on their secret Santa and all this other bullshit. I don't know, man. This man, all I all, all I would do is order some from Amazon, ship it to your house, and say with the with, leave a little note saying from Secret Santa or whatever. That, like I'm not yeah. packing no shit up, man. Come on now. I, that's that's, that's a that's originally what I wanted to do, but my wife a little extra. She wanted to actually wrap the gifts and all this other shit. So it's like, man. So we out there all over the place this morning. So it was, I don't know. It was that's crazy, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm just ready for this shit to be over. And the, and the things that suck about Secret Santas, 
they always give you like a minimum and a lemon and all this other shit. The, the shit I hate is you go all out for your the person you got, and then you always get somebody that straight up ass, and they oh, get yeah. you some bullshit. It's just like man, get you a pencil or a pen or an eraser, like some goofy no, shit, no, like they, a notebook. They, no, they get you like a fucking hat and a scarf. And some mm-hmm. gloves or something like that. Some house shoes. It's just like, man, that's like everybody get that shit for Christmas. So I don't know, uh, man. I'm ready. Well, for my shit family, we just, I'll just, we're just straight up like, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> I get my parents what they want. They get me what I want, and we're just done. Like that's all it is, man. The the only thing it, it's Christmas is really only for kids, man. It's kind of like Halloween. If you're really into Christmas or Halloween as an adult, you're an asshole. <laughs> Like, honestly, man, these holidays are for kids, kids yeah. who can't buy their own shit. So or or can't dress up every day like their favorite. Actually, some of them do. So it's a special occasion for kids to dress up or a special occasion for kids to get gifts. If you're an adult, I hate adults who are two in a Christmas, man. I'm sorry I do. I think y'all are weird. Yeah. Like, why are you so excited about Christmas, man? Yeah. Like, what about this time of year is magical for you? Malls packed as fuck. Yeah. Delays in ordering shit. Traffic on the freeways because everybody going to the stores. Mm-hmm. Like, what What about this time of year is jolly for you as an adult? For you to be all happy and dressing up and doing all this goofy. Like, what? what is it, man? <laughs> Somebody who is into Christmas. We need Jasmine because I bet she wants Christmas people. I, yeah, we need to ask yeah. her, like, what do you see in Christmas as an adult that's so exciting for you? Because I don't get it. Yeah, it's shit. for kids, man. Shit, you need to talk to my damn wife. She, uh, the person <laughs> you was explaining, that's who she is. <laughs> we, man, we fucking put the Christmas tree up November first. <laughs> November first, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Like Halloween was over. She like, all right, it's Christmas time. And she listening to Christmas music. I'm like, man, this is this is terrible, man. <laughs> this is awful. Uh, be, the beginning, the beginning of November, it was like 80 degrees outside. How are y'all looking? Going outside and sweating, coming home to a Christmas tree. <laughs> man, that, that shit weird. That's the that's the weird part about living in Houston, man. I never got used to that. I'm used to Christmas being snowy, cold. I I remember, you know, going to somebody's house, knocking the snow off your boots. And oh, you gotta take your shoes off. <laughs> your shoes wet. You gotta take them off before you come in the house. And all. I'm still not used to being hot and you know walking around in a Santa Claus hat and some shorts. But I, I'm just not used to that, man. I, I don't know, man. But that's like I said, that shit too damn early, man. That is very early, man. Especially <laughs> in Texas, like we gotta wait till it gets cold a little bit. Before you put yeah. anything up, man. But yeah. that, that is funny. It's but. that time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it, man. You got to watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special for the 200th time in a row. Yeah. Like the, the fucking movie ain't changed. It's the same 30 minute special you've seen every time and time <laughs> again. You get excited to watch it. People complain they wasn't on TV. Who gives a fuck, man? Y'all seen this shit how many times now? Yeah. Kids don't even like that shit, man. That, that Charlie Brown special looks so old. <laughs> They watching these Pixar movies with these a hundred million dollar budgets, and you want them to watch a Charlie Brown Christmas drawn by two people in 1932 or some shit. <laughs> and you think they gonna like it? Yeah, they hate that shit, man. It's only yeah. for old people. Thank you, 
and no old people about to die. So <laughs> that's my chance, man. Yeah, no old people about to die. So they might as well take that shit off anyway. Like ain't nobody, ain't nobody else. Well, really that. though. Yeah. <laughs> really though, you got that shit on Blu-ray and DVD if you want to go back or streaming. But we ain't got to see it on TV every single year, man. Put something new on. Yeah. Put a new in Disney Pixar movie on. Put fucking a Star Wars thing on. We ain't got to see the Charlie Brown Christmas special again. They, anyway, they need, they need like a new updated uh, Christmas cartoon, like something updated. <laughs> I'm not I'm not talking about them whack ass Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm talking about something <laughs> legit, man. Have you watched those movies? Those movies are awful, man. Yes, it, it's the like same. Frosty the Snowman sucks. The Grinch is okay. I mean, yeah. But yeah. yeah, all these movies suck, man. They're they're not good. Yeah. We need we need something new. But then I think people have tried to make them new. Like I think they make new Christmas specials every year, but they don't be popping like the old ones. It's kind of like the Christmas songs. People still make Christmas songs, but ain't nothing topping Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. Man. Like no Christmas song will ever top that for what I don't know why, because it's not like the greatest song ever made. Yeah. But for some reason, it's just catchy as hell, and nobody can make a song that can compare. And I don't know why. Like, Ariana Grande can't make a new Christmas song. I think she actually did with Mariah Carey, but it don't be hitting like that. Yeah. It don't be hitting. Yeah, that, yeah, every, man. Yeah, that song. That Man, I'll be ready to cut my ears off. You seen that meme when somebody <laughs> sawing their ear off? <laughs> <laughs> that's That's me whenever that Mariah Carey song come on. And I, it's not a bad song, man. Like, I like Mariah Carey a lot, and I thought that that Christmas album, when it came out, was pretty dope when I was a kid. But, yeah, it's been 20 years of this it's shit, man. It's overplayed now. Okay. They playing it more and more. So it's like I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> I think it became a meme because people started posting, like, the streaming statistics for the song every year. And it's like, oh, all I want for Christmas is back at number one on the billboard already for so many weeks. And they, they, all the fans make a big deal about, oh, Mariah Carey is making $800 million this year just, just off this song, which is hilarious because she's not, but whatever. Yeah, no, nah, she's not. I, <laughs> like I, she I, ain't getting I, fucked by her label. Yeah, okay. I, I, no, I seen no real numbers, man. That number, that, that song is the number one stream song of all time. I want to say. Yeah, and she only making like thirty thousand dollars from it. She she yeah. personally get thirty thousand dollars for that. So just imagine, just imagine what a regular old Joe get for his streams. That's on that's that's on stream billions and billions of times, and she only yes. she only take it home like thirty grand. <laughs> and that's after and like look, she she was with an. A record deal with Sony, like so. People are acting like she was independent, have her own publishing, like in her, like she owns the record and all that. She doesn't. Like, come on now, she was on a major label, and it is where it is. But people just get overexcited talking about (laughs) she's making all this money. I'm like, okay, I wish it was the case, but it's not. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's my Christmas rant. I had to get that off my chest, man. (laughs) I had to rant about Christmas because I hate people who are too excited about the Christmas time. I hate Mm y'all. Like, it's okay to be, you know, a little pep in your step, I guess. But going all out about that shit, man, I I just your wife excluded. I don't hate your wife, but other people, (laughs) I hate y'all. Please tone it down a little bit. We're in a pandemic. You know, we're in (laughs) unprecedented times. I don't want to see your Christmas cheer everywhere. Wherever I go, tone it down a little bit. It's 2020, man. Tone it down a little bit. Word. <laughs>
But I digress. Uh, so this is a music podcast, isn't it? I forget what we talk about. <laughs> we we freestyling this whole bitch, man. Fuck it. Uh, some shit dropped. I didn't hear the new Rico Nasty. She dropped the album. Um, I ain't hear it. Have you heard anything recently that we didn't talk about? Um, I did listen to Juicy J. Uh, I listened okay. to Juicy J last week, and um, it's a pretty good album, man. <laughs> it's a pretty good album. I think he still got it. I think the lyrics, the lyrics aren't the same as 1996, of course. He he cleaned yeah. it up a little bit, but like thir- uh, he he been in twenty some years. Like it's still good to see Juicy J on top like this, and the people he collab with. He collab with, uh, I want to say Conway, Con- Conway. I think it was Conway okay. or Benny the Butcher. It might have been Benny the Butcher, but it's still good to see him collabing with newer artists like this, and he still got some of the three six sound to it. So uh, yeah, check that album out. It's it's pretty dope. I'm gonna check that out, man. Yeah, I heard it. I heard some pretty good things, and yeah, yeah, Juicy J went through a weird stage where you know he was making you know some other type of sound of music, getting in that two chains lane or whatever he was trying Strip to do. But I, it, it seems like he's gone back to his roots. So yeah, that's I, good to hear, it, man. It, I'll it check was it, out. it was one song on there he got with Logic, and I know you're not the biggest Logic fan. Hell no. But this this song was actually the best song on there. It's, it's called oh, wow. ni- it's called 1995. But um, okay. the song was hard. The production on the beat on there was crazy. That was like some vintage Project Pat type of um, um, production. So it was cool. He actually got Project Pat on the album too. Um, that song was pretty dope. But yeah, uh, check it out, man. Living legend. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out, man. Juicy J. What's it called? Uh, it is called. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Juicy J. Album is. Uh, it is called uh, The Hustle Continues. The Hustle Continues. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out, man. Oh, he hadn't yep. dropped the album since 2013. That state trippy shit. Yeah. Okay. He got a uh, he got a song with um, Let's Luger. I think Let's Luger was on this beat. Um, okay. Yeah, man. It's, it's dope. I don't know why they ain't got the features on here. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's dope, man. Check it out. I think it'd be worth it. Okay. I'm going to check that joint out. Yeah. Um. So, have you, uh, real quick, before we get off music, have you checked? Uh, have you looked at your Spotify playlist? I guess. Like, I can't find it, man. Like, I'm looking for it, and I see like the playlist of my play most played songs, but I don't see it like everybody else has it. Mm. I don't know where to find it, man. Mm. Like, if Mm. you could tell me, I, I have no shame in my game. I'll share it. Yeah. But I can't find it, man. I have the app. But I can't find where the wrapped is, so I can't tell. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Okay. Yeah. My my list is so damn wild, man. This it's crazy. I, we could, I could probably share it um, when we do our last episode of the year. But um, okay. Yeah. It, it's it's pretty interesting though, man. It's interesting the shit I was listening to. <laughs> yeah, I gotta find out how to, how to get mine, man. Because I could get it the year before, but some, for some reason the link just takes me to the playlist now. I don't know. It's weird. But I, well, we can share that next time. Um, so who was your most streamed artist of 2020? You can tell me that much. Um, my most streamed song of 2020 is Franchise from uh, Travis Scott. Okay. And that song just came out like a couple months ago. But uh, I played the shit out of that. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to give you the first couple. Um, 
songs I play. And these are not just songs of 2020. These just random ass songs. So number one was Franchise by Travis Scott. Number two was um, Don't Judge. It's a song called Still the Same by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullets. <laughs> it's okay. A, uh, it's a classic rock song. Um, I don't know. That uh, song's just dope, man. I'll be listening to random shit like that. Uh, the third song, which is it's, it's, this this is probably the shocker of the whole list. The third song is again by Justin Martin, friend of the show. Wow. <laughs> so really, it, that was your third most streamed song? Uh, 2020. Yep. Wow. So it actually, um, we, we talked to her about it. You can check the interview out, subscribe to YouTube, check out the whole interview. But um, the song is short. It's short as hell. So you got to keep streaming that bitch <laughs> to keep playing it. But, um, yeah, it's number three. <laughs> Which is, okay. Yeah. The fourth one was um, Three Six Mafia, Where the Cheese At. That's one of my favorite songs. Okay. Yeah, that song kind of get me hyped in the morning. I usually listen to it on my way to work. So that kind of get me in, in um, the thuggish mode. <laughs> um, these hot takes on the radio i feel you yeah yeah the other one a couple more was um it's a song group b by um tyler the creator he released a song mm -hmm. earlier this year i think i think he released this song around the time kobe died this was like the week kobe died and um okay i think he dropped this song on a friday thursday or friday and then kobe died that saturday uh was it that saturday I can't remember, but it was somewhere around that time. But every time I hear that song to this day, I always think about Kobe when I when we got that news. But um, then I got Nita, ba Nita Baker, of course, caught up in the rapture. Um, some okay. little, some little Uzi, some Marvin Gaye, some Tony Braxton. Is City Girls? This shit is random as hell, man. <laughs> That's interesting, man. Um... Yeah, I probably got some corny white shit on mine too. So I'm not gonna hold you on a Bob Sager thing, man. But uh okay, that's interesting. I gotta find out how to get mine, man. Maybe I gotta update the app. I ain't updated that shit in a while. Yeah. Real but, real quick, yeah. the top albums. Um, they got franchise on here, but that's only one song, so I'm not counting that as an album. My top stream album was Lil Uzi Vert, that external a take. Okay. Yeah. Eternal a take. That's yeah. dope. Uh second was Gunna. <laughs> uh, I'm not really counting Three Sets Mafia. I, um, the, where the cheese? It was a couple songs on there I played, but um, it was only like two songs. The other one was Tony Braxton. I played Tony Braxton a lot. Um, okay, Doggy Style, <laughs> that Jay Electronica song, Money Bag Yo, <laughs> City okay. Alfredo, Savage Mode. It's <laughs> it's an interesting list, man. Oh, see, now I see it. I guess you have to update the app. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so I'm scrolling through this bullshit. <laughs> um, hmm. I didn't want to hear all that shit. <laughs> what you been I listening? start with the 90. Okay, whatever. How do you get how do you get to the actual stats? Um, I don't know. I don't use Spotify. I'm using Title. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> The Spotify rap. Why why do you ask about Spotify rap if you're on title, man? Who, me? Yeah, no, I thought you asked about no, Spotify. No, I was just I was just talking about the wrap up period. You know all these apps oh, okay, got it. Apple okay. Apple got it. Spotify got it. Title got it. Well, I group it all this. I can't find this shit now. I'll talk about it later when I find out my uh, Yeah, we can save it for the wrap up show. Sense. 
Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> anyway, so things that happened this past week, we got to start off with something that happened the night of our last podcast, actually. Um, I forgot to bring it up, but then I knew since by the time the podcast would be out, it would already have happened. So honestly, we, we could have stayed, saved it for this podcast, but we can talk about it now because it did happen. <laughs> I actually watched it, man. I, I, I probably said at one point I wouldn't, yeah. but I mean, I bootlegged the shit, so not like I paid for it, <laughs> but I did stream it and I saw the fight. It was uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., uh, before the fight, there was a, also Nate Robinson versus uh, Jake Paul, the YouTuber, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Um, and also some other undercard fights. I cut it on, and Wiz Khalifa was doing a whole set. Oh, yeah. Which, I forgot about yeah. that. Wiz Khalifa opened it up by doing a whole set, a whole myriad of songs. <laughs> um, and then Snoop Dogg did a set, too, and then he went on to commentate the actual fight. So mm-hmm. very interesting, man. Uh, I, I I'll start off with how I felt about it. Did you watch the fight, Figgy? I watched some of it, but um, my stream kept acting up, so I couldn't watch the whole thing. I seen okay. some of the Nate Robinson. Yeah, Nate Robinson. What was your reaction to that? First of first and foremost, did you think Nate Robinson was going to win that, or um, how did you feel? You saw him slumped over. I kind that round. Honestly, I didn't think he was going to win that for some reason. I I really didn't have a good feeling. I feel like Nate Robinson was one of those people that was just trying to find something. I was, he was trying to find life after after the NBA. Remember, he tried he, he tried to do the commentary for NBA TV. He was god awful. Yeah. He was fucking up the live reads, and I just felt like he's going through a stage in life where he's trying to find something. And boxing was one of them. People were saying, "Oh, he been training for a minute and all this other stuff," but. I think training and being in the ring with somebody is totally different. So yep. I I kind of had a feeling he was going to lose, but I didn't think he was going to lose like this. He just looked unprepared. It looked like he wasn't even trying to box. I don't know. He kept putting his head down. It was honestly it was kind of embarrassing. And I'm not saying he he was the um the number one black person or the representative of black people or anything like that, but it was kind of embarrassing, man. And and to, to make things worse on a personal level, the the dude Jake Paul is from Cleveland. <laughs> so you had like random people like, oh, I didn't know he's from Cleveland. Yeah, shout out to Jake Paul and blah. I I just ain't know how to feel, man. It was <laughs> it was god awful. I wasn't a Nate Robinson fan at no point, but it was kind of embarrassing, man. It's it's embarrassing when a a, a white person beat the shit out of out of a black dude. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. I, I, don't, I just ain't know how to feel about that. And even though the dude is uh, allegedly from Cleveland, I ain't want to sit there and praise that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was, it was bad. And I thought, like, Jake Paul is an amateur boxer. Like, he's by no means, like, a real, real one. But he's better than somebody who just started fighting for instagram captions or for a publicity stunt like he's been doing it for a while man so and then when you look at the uh nate robinson training videos like it was obvious he was gonna get fucked up man he didn't know i'm not saying he was Stephen a smith bad but he was still pretty bad man you could tell he didn't have the form of a trained boxer and you saw it in the fight it was a first it was a fight and this is why this whole fight turned me off the whole card honestly man because i felt like okay, you're having these two over-the-hill legends fight. That's one thing. But 
this fight made it seem like a clown show, man. It felt like a circus, dog. Like some freak show, you know, look at these celebrities fighting for relevance when nobody gives a fuck. And then we got Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Mm. It, it, it made the whole atmosphere feel kind of clownish to me. And I didn't like it, but that was probably the most memed part of the night. So there yeah. was that. I mean, it, it, I don't know. Yeah, I no, didn't like it. Yeah, nobody even talked about the actual Tyson fight. Yeah. Like to the point, I wasn't even sure how it went. I didn't know if it was good or bad because <laughs> I, ain't see, I ain't seen none of it. I just see the um, Nate Robinson, but you would have thought Nate Robinson was the headliner. <laughs> yeah, but I I don't like I don't like seeing untrained people fight, man. No matter how famous they are, like I just don't see it. And I, I say this as a fan of boxing and a fan of UFC. Like I enjoy watching that stuff, but you enjoy like the chess match of two trained people going at it. It's not fun when people don't know what the fuck they're doing or when one person halfway does and one person really doesn't like, that's not fun to me, man. Like I get, it was funny the way he got knocked out because it looked like some Hanna-Barbera shit, you know, it was some cartoon shit, man. But I don't like seeing untrained people fight in general, man. I think it could be very dangerous. Number one, because people don't know how to guard themselves. And then when you're taking all these headshots, you know, we criticize the NFL for all this CTE shit. Yeah. I just don't like seeing trained people, untrained people fight period. So I wasn't a fan of it at all. I didn't like the fact that it was even on the car, but it was funny for me. So whatever. Uh, how did you feel about Snoop Dogg commentate? Because that was a I highlight mean, too. He was funny, man. Snoop Dogg <laughs> is always funny no matter what he does, man. He's just a naturally funny guy. He commentated uh, hockey a while back and that was hilarious too. You know, he's just a funny person. So no matter what he does, it's going to be hilarious. So yeah, that, that that was cool, man. I had no problem with that. Um, and they had some legitimate boxing commentators there too to try to balance it out as well. So yeah. that was that. But you know, to to the main event itself, the Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Both fifty plus years old now. Both washed out of not out of shape. Mike Tyson's probably in the best shape he's been in in years, but he's still fifty three years old. Yeah, this is more out of boxing shape i guess yes boxing shape is a little different than just in shape period yeah he's they a, both got a little gut yeah he, he's probably in shape for a 50 year old man yes but as far as boxing yeah yeah it wasn't happening so the fight itself this might be a hot take i didn't think the fight itself was that bad like i was expecting much worse i was expecting tyson to gas out after maybe i think it was like what eight rounds Something like that. I was expecting Tyson to gas out after the third mm. and to be extremely tired, but he kept the energy up. Like he was actually Roy Jones Jr. looked bad. I'll say mm. that much. He looked bad. He looked extremely out of shape. He looked like he ain't really trained in a while. And he ate some shots that looked like they hurt a lot. Mm. You know, he said after the fight, like, uh, you know, he hits hard still. <laughs> Mike Tyson came in, like, he act, you could tell when he sets his mind to something, he goes full in. And he came in in shape, man. Like, he kept the aggression. He was moving pretty nicely for a 53-year-old man. You know, he kept the pressure on. Uh, it wasn't a real fight, so there was no winner. I think they announced it as a draw. But, yeah. you know, it, it was an exhibition was, match. Yeah, it was no knockout. Uh, it was a, like yeah. a no-knockout clause, which is kind of weird. But No blood and all this stuff. So yeah. I, I thought that they were just going to dance around each other and, and not really do shit. But it was actually like... 
you could tell they were taking it seriously. Mike Tyson especially was throwing some hammers, man. Mm. So it wasn't the complete waste of time I thought it would be. But it, in the end, it kind of was because it really wasn't a real fight. There was yeah. no winner. And it was just like, oh, look, look at Tyson. Look at, look at, look at him go one last time, maybe. Mm-hmm. But Tyson wants to fight again. He wants to fight Evander Holyfield. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of shape Evander Holyfield's in. I haven't seen him in a while. He been kind of barking, too, man. He been wanting the Tyson smoke. So I, really? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. Okay. I, because I want to say right after the fight, you start seeing reports saying, you know, what's up from uh, Holyfield. I think Holyfield has been having trouble with money for a while now. And I think that's part of it. I think he just wants the payday. I don't think he really cares about the yeah. fight that much. He just needs some money, man. Yeah. I think he's had problems with money for a while now. So that's a clear money grab for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think people would rather see this than the, uh, Roy Jones. Oh, definitely. And this one was more for charity. I think, I think their purse went to charity regardless. So it was more of like an exhibition just for fun. But Tyson is taking this seriously, man. He's He looked better than I thought he would. He's still, I mean, he looks fit, like body-wise, he's still 50. You know, you could tell he's, he's in a good shape for a 50-year-old man. But he actually, you could tell he trained hard for this fight, man. He's taking it very seriously, and you can tell. So, I mean, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I would not have paid any money for this, but having seen it for free, it wasn't the worst way to spend the night you know, watching some fuckery on a late Saturday night. So it is what it is, yeah. man. Do, I, I didn't hate it. I'll say that much. Do you think um, something like this will keep going with older boxers coming out just to fight like this? Not saying get in the real league and fight some real legit boxers, some young boxers, but do you think this could be a league of his own with older, retired, somewhat retired boxers coming out just jabbing a little bit? Not a real winner, but just out there dancing, jabbing a little bit, being a little competitive, but, you know, doing it for the money. You think this could keep going on like this? Like a big three for boxers, basically? Yeah. Yeah, where it's, it's, no, um, re- it's no real winner, but, y- you know, you might see somebody like a Bernard Hopkins want to get in and just kind of, yeah, you know, fuck around a little bit. And, you know, I, I want to say Jab Judah because he kind of went through his health problems, but. Just older retired rap, um, not rappers, older retired boxers that just want to get in the ring. And, you know, you don't have to worry about getting knocked out, getting hurt, stuff like that. Because it ain't like people would actually pay for it just to, you know, watch their old people. It's possible, but the problem is, like, I don't know if any anyone would pay to see anyone other than Mike Tyson. Mm. You know, Mike Tyson was the main draw here. Um, just because of how big he was and how people, you know, these days don't even remember how dominant he was in the ring. I don't know if there's anybody else like him to make that whole thing legitimate, you know, and with boxing, the problem is it's not like basketball, man. It's a contact sport where it wears on you physically. And when you get to the age of 50, I mean, Tyson retired fairly early. I think that's why he hasn't had any major you know, health issues from boxing. I think his his health issues came from substance abuse more so. But most boxers, they they box well into their 40s. And after that, you know, you deal with brain problems. You, your your body's beat the fuck up, man. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if that would be really legitimate, but I wouldn't be surprised if somebody tried it. Mm. But 
I think it would be varying degrees of awful if you get boxers that are way, way older and clearly, you know, damaged from years of boxing to get in the ring again. And yeah, it, it could look bad, man. Yeah. But I wouldn't, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Yeah, I, I'm not talking about those type of boxers. I'm I'm clearly talking about the ones that's pushing 40 ish. That's still in good shape. I know yeah. I know Floyd is still an active boxer, but let's say he retired. Yeah, Floyd and, is actually gonna fight again. Yeah, he he gonna yeah, he gonna fight. He he choosing his fights wisely too, which is kind of smart. But mm-hmm. if it was other people that um that don't box anymore, but kind of want to, but still in good shape and still want to get out there a little bit. I could see that being a, a, a league. It, it's like even, even something like this, let's take it to NBA. If it's, it's a couple people mm-hmm. that's still in shape that, um, that can actually play in the wreck. Let's say people that go to lifetime to play retire NBA players that go to lifetime and play. Like I think that would be interesting just to see them out there on the court like that in that type of set. Not a real NBA game, nothing like that, but seeing the somebody that's in their forties that that still can play. So like certain people that played in the in the big three, it would be cool to see them do some one on one games or something like that. I, I think that would be cool to see like some legends that's in their forties, fifties. I mean, let's let's say Kobe Bryant was still living and he you know he been retired for a little mm-hmm. bit it would be cool to see him on the court <laughs> just you know giving buckets the the recreation center way <laughs> yeah kobe wouldn't do it though kobe would definitely not like they were trying to get him in the big three for the longest baron davis and them were trying to recruit him it wasn't gonna happen man i think when he i think he's a type he where he done. decided he was done with something he was done with it yeah so he did not want to go to the uh you know, the, the old people league and yeah. ball it out. So I, I don't like, I would be fine with that for the old people getting their money and recognition, but I don't want to watch that. Honestly, man, like, I don't want to see, like, let's say uh Hakeem got on the court and did a little something. I'd be like, man, this ain't, this ain't a came I remember, yeah. man, this, this nigga yeah. old. He, I think <laughs> so, he, I think he's still, I, I don't I think know, he's man. Still, I think he still be hooping at the rat at lifetime. <laughs> so, I, like, I I'm sure he does. Yeah, so little stuff like that. I'm not saying make it a pay per view event, but it will be. I will be kind of interested just to look at it to see some um, older people still getting down the court, just doing a little something, something. It's just like, damn, that's crazy. He's still, you okay. know, even though he's 60 years old or 59, 58, he's still moving up and down the court. Well, obviously not in his prime, but. It's still a little interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'd be fine with it just for them getting some notoriety and money and whatnot, but I wouldn't want to watch it just because I, I want to remember you the way you were at your prime in my memories. I don't want that tainted by the <laughs> old version of you seeing you like that, especially when it's one of your favorite. Like, imagine seeing AI play now, Allen Iverson. It would hurt as an AI fan to see him played now, even though I'm sure like he could still wreck your ass. You know, if yeah. we played him, he would destroy us. Yeah. But looking at him play in a rec league and, and noticeably be slower and without the lift that he used to have, it would be depressing, man. So you, you, I wouldn't want to watch it, but I'll be off for it. If they wanted to do it. You got to remember too, playing in a rec is way different than playing in the NBA. NBA, you got a system. You got to play a certain way, and you got people that's way talented. <laughs> but in the wreck, like if you, if you just imagine going up to Lifetime, 
and he up there hooping, playing around, he's still going to give you buckets. He Now, he's not giving you NBA. Well, of course, man. He's not giving you NBA buckets because he's not playing against NBA players, but he's still going to be, you know, somewhat of a, a flash, an AI, just not on the NBA level. Any NBA player that's not in the wheelchair is going to give any regular person buckets, man, no matter yeah. what. Bill Russell probably give you buckets from three. <laughs> you know, he's standing <laughs> his old ass at the three-point line. He's still fucking damn near seven feet, even in his old age. He yeah. probably is fucking just <laughs> do a little easy layup with one hand. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, those NBA players, no matter how old they are, as long yeah. as they can walk and run somewhat. And yeah. throw up their arms, they could definitely yeah. give you buckets. It's, so yeah, it's it's super interesting because I don't know the last time you've been to a wreck and you watch people play, but we used to always have the conversations mm-hmm. of you know seeing the best player in in the wreck playing. Like damn, like he he balling, he might he got hops, he could probably play in the NBA, but they, he probably wouldn't even make a, a G League team. But they look good yeah. in the wreck. They look good in lifetime. So just imagine the NBA player that just retired. Imagine somebody like Melo. Like, people shit on Melo mm-hmm. right now, but he will give you fucking bu- – he'll probably put up 60 on you in the rec game. That would, that would, of course, I, man. Yeah. Of course. Like- if I was sitting there, I would enjoy that shit. It's just, you know, as far as playing a real team game in the NBA, it's just like uh, some, some people can't do that. Yeah, man, I agree. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody tried that little experiment, but we will see. And we might as well, since we're talking about basketball anyway, get in some sports news. Uh, the Rockets <laughs> officially traded Russell Westbrook for John Wall from the Washington Wizards. John Wall, who we last saw posted up in a nigga's house party, drunk off his ass, throwing up Pyru. Now he's on the Rockets. And niggas yeah. are acting like they're excited about it. I'm not that much of a fan, man. I'm sorry. I'm like, my last <laughs> name is Rocket. I've been diehard Rockets fan. How are niggas really acting like they excited about this news, man? Like, you really got to be delusional at this point to think that this team is good to Marcus Cousins, who's been injured for how long and out, out the league for how long they bringing him in now? Like, what about this team makes you confident they can do anything? And Harden trying to leave, too? He's going to be just gruntled playing the season? Like, it's over. It's over. <laughs> destroy and rebuild. Like nah, I said, destroy and rebuild. Get the draft picks. Pull up, pull up. Uh, what's his name? The dude from the Sixers who, who fucking, uh, what's that motherfucker's name? Uh, the GM from there who, who, who kept tanking the team oh, just yeah. to get more draft picks. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't remember his name now. Sam something, but do, do what he did. Sam Hinkie. Yeah. yeah Sam yeah, Hinkie. Yeah. <laughs> pull a Sam Hinkie. Destroy and rebuild. The black coach gonna have a shitty team, but who cares? I mean, he he got to coach through it. Yeah. But uh, people acting excited about John Wall, I don't get it. I don't see it. The part that bothered me with this is it's a whole bunch of if healthies or if this is right. Like I'm tired of I'm tired of the city of Houston getting that. Oh, if he's healthy, then like not like there is no people. Like it's it's weird because people shitting on Westbrook talk about he was sorry here. This dude averaged twenty seven points a game. He, he averaged like twenty seven, eight and eight. That I'm not, I'm not saying he he was the right fit, but he still did his thing. And even though he was hurt towards the end, there is no if healthy with Russell with Russell Westbrook. John Wall ain't playing like two years. We don't know what's I don't even I forgot what he played like. 
I don't know. If, <laughs> like, I don't know if he had 18 points a game type of person. I don't know if he, he could put up 27 a game. Like, I don't know shit about him. He, he ruptured his Achilles. I don't know if he going to be, be the same as far as, like, jumping out the roof. Like I I don't know shit. Boogie Cousins the same thing. He he was with the he was with the Warriors. He got hurt. He I don't think he was doing too too much, but he wasn't the same there. He barely played for the Lakers. I think he injured himself again, so he missed that year. So I I I just don't get it when people say oh they're gonna be good. Like we don't we really don't know. Like it's it's okay to say hey it's good on paper, but I don't know. Like it, it ain't no point of sitting there trying to defend, you know, what John Wall used to be. It it was the same thing like when the Texans got David Johnson. People mm-hmm. were saying, "Oh yeah, 2016, he was the best running back in the league." Like this is not 2016, man. Like he been hurt a bunch of times before then, and the last year he barely played. So, like, why is we judging people off of two years ago, and especially if they didn't play in the last two years? So I, I I agree with you, man. I, I and, and then he, as far as the coach, and to be fair, I don't know what the coaches. I, I, we don't know what the system is. Like I would probably be excited if D'Antoni was still here, because mm-hmm. we know how his offense is, and it's like, damn, maybe you know he can, you know, set up John Wall to be better. Because w- once D'Antoni got here, Harden got better. He got into he got him into MVP Harden. So if if D'Antoni was still here, I would probably be excited. But we don't know what uh, Steven Silas' system is. We don't know how he's gonna coach. Like it's a whole bunch of I don't knows. So it, I agree with you. It's hard to get excited for this team, man. And it seemed it, it seemed like they just making poor decisions. I may, maybe Russell wasn't coming back, so they had no choice but to trade him. But. I don't know, man. It's hard to be excited. It's hard to get excited. Yeah, this all stems from the Chris Paul trade, man. Like, everything since then has been downhill for this team. Um, (laughs) Also, trading Capella and going small ball worked until it didn't. And now you start to wonder, wow, maybe we would have had a chance if we had some kind of big man up there. (laughs) You're trying to do something in the post. So... Uh, like there's a lot of, I mean, the Rockets, I feel like all texts, all the Houston teams are kind of in the same boat of we had our window and now it's passed. Yeah. The Astros are going to lose George Springer, probably some more players. Still, Cause I think everybody's trying to get the fuck out of there, honestly. <laughs> um, and, and they had their time, but it seemed the win. I think their window is closed. Unfortunately, Texans, uh, JJ Watt's gonna be gone soon. The defense is in shambles. It's gonna take years to rebuild this. And yeah, Will Fuller is your number one right now, but he just got suspended. And it was it the PEDs making him healthy? I don't know. Yeah. So any free agent at this? Yes, and he still has yet to play a full season. In how long now? Ever? Ever? I don't know. So. Like, and now the Houston Rockets are there too, where they had their window where they were knocking on the door of the conference championship. They were right there, man, right there. The finals were there for the taking and they couldn't do it, man. And now they are regressing every year. Coach is gone. GM is gone. Uh, Harden is every year. He want to play with a new nigga. 
<laughs> you yeah. treat these players like Instagram models, man. Yeah. Like you get tired of them after one season and you done. <laughs> I want I want somebody else. I can't do it with Chris Paul. I can't do it with Russell Westbrook. Next year is going to be I can't do it with John Wall. He wants the ball too much. It's yeah. always something with this team, man. So like my expectations are tempered. I'll be happy if they win anything. But this team is not going to be good next year. This this up this year actually since they're playing in a few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> but just, wow. this team's not going to be good, man. DeMarcus Cousins coming off a, a major injury. Haven't seen him play really in a long time. Yeah. Uh, like it's the same with John Wall. It, it's it's not going to be a good who, team. Who was the nigga? So, they, who was the nigga they signed from Detroit? I had no idea I, who he was. White Christian Christian, Christian Wood. something Christian Wood Woodhead something Christian Wood. Yeah, everybody was making a big deal about him. I'm like, okay, that's how you know we're desperate. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's the weird <laughs> thing. That's, that's the weird thing about Rockets fans. Like whoever they sign, they like, oh, this is a great pick and good. This is like, man, it's cool to say I don't know. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of people. Like when the Cavs drafted somebody in the draft, I was like, I don't know who this dude is. <laughs> like I ain't watch him. I thought they was gonna pick somebody else, but I don't know. It's cool to say I don't know. People be acting like they so some fucking experts at this shit. When Steven Silas got hired, people were like, oh, this is a great hire, and this is great mm-hmm. for the Rock. Like, we don't – what is this system? <laughs> like, what is he going to do? <laughs> like, it's cool to say I don't know. <laughs> but people be acting like they just know every damn thing. But it, it is a shit – like, I know people saying the Texans is a shit show. This Rock is more of a shit show to me, man. Honestly, yeah. But all, all their issues kind of stem from the same thing, and that's like the ownership, man, honestly. And that's the unfortunate thing because that's the one thing you can't change. Mm-hmm. You know, unless they pull a Donald Sterling and we see some racist shit come out and they force him to sell the team, like yeah. they going to have the team, man, until they sell it, mm-hmm. which who knows when that'll be, if ever. Cal ain't never selling the team, so there's nah, that. Nah. Cal, the Texans are, are our McNair territory. Tillman, I think, will eventually sell the Rockets, but who knows when that's going to be. So, uh, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> that, That's the problem. That's why you can't get excited about anything because you just know the issue's at top and it ain't going to change. So, mm-hmm. unfortunate, but y'all, if y'all still, I don't mean to talk down y'all local fans. If you root for the teams, I feel you. Do what you got to do, but... I just can't be a part of it anymore, man. I watch <laughs> as a completely objective. I'm just a fan of the game now. I just watch it. No matter what happens, I'm like, okay, I accept it. Rockets lose. Who cares? I used to get upset when the Rockets lost. I would get really mad when the Rockets lost big games. Now I just, I'm, I'm disaffected. I don't care. It's what it is. <laughs> I, I, I've reached a Zen-like state with sports in Houston now. I, I just accept the wins and losses as they come, and I move on with my life because – they're still rich and I'm not. So yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. that. And some of those players probably don't even care. Uh, a lot of them don't. Uh, uh, yeah. Harden don't care, man. He went right to Turkey leg hug after that <laughs> loss. <laughs> yeah, man, he wasn't tripping. He yeah. wasn't tripping. I, honestly, I think he just want to leave because all his people gone. D'Antoni gone, Maury gone. And yeah, I think everybody on that team wanted out, honestly. So yeah, I think so. Yeah. And like the stories that I heard made no sense about them not being involved with the coaching search, even though they like Steven Silas. So it, it was all kinds of weird. I think he just wants to go back to Daryl Morey and uh, Dan Tony in Philly 
And yeah. so who knows, man? Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens there. It'll be a sad day when Harden leaves, but I think after that happens, it's kind of like, you know, after, you know, like, like, remember your first breakup? Remember how that, when you got past the hurt, it made you stronger and colder and made you work on yourself and realize, you know, I can't be loving these hoes like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's going to make you harder and stronger when you, uh, uh, go through that pain, man. So Harden's going to leave Houston sooner rather than later. We just got to brace for it, accept it, move on, get strong together because it, it's yeah. going to happen. So once he leave, man, he going to win a championship, man. Well, I hope not. I'll be so that would make me upset. I, I keep <laughs> that would make me pissed, man. I'm not gonna lie. He gonna go I'm, to that the right. Make me he upset. gonna go to the right team and it's it, it, shit, man. Warriors or something. He gonna go to some dumb team where it's like fuck. Like man, if, this, he, if Harden wins a chip with a different team, I would be like, I keep talking about, I don't care anymore. I would care about that. I'd be very <laughs> upset actually. Be like, yeah. nigga, why the fuck did you do? You have so many chances here. Yeah. <laughs> like, why the fuck we gave you everything, yeah. everything you wanted, we gave you. Yeah, just oh, just man. imagine uh, as a Cavs fan how that felt when LeBron left and went to Miami and went right to the finals. Yep. <laughs> It was just like, damn, man. But I'm next season won a championship. Yeah, the one thing I'm I'm glad that happened. I'm glad he didn't win that first year. That first year, I know that was the worst year of his career, probably. But I'm glad he didn't win that first year, man, because that just that would have made us look stupid. Even though we still look stupid. But just to leave a team, you trash him, and he go win a championship that first year, it's like, damn, man. Like that's that's kind of fucked up. But yeah, man. That yeah, I I feel your pain. If he leaves somewhere and win a championship, man, that's the that's the ultimate fuck you. Yeah, I'll be very upset about that, man. Hopefully, it it'll be really painful if it happened the season after he left. But I yeah. think everybody in Cleveland felt the same way about the Miami Heat not winning the championship that first year. I think everybody felt good about that. So yeah, yeah I don't think you were alone in that. Mm-hmm. Um. So other music news will break down real quick. There was a new versus announced. Um, Keisha Cole versus Ashanti. Yeah. They just announced that a couple days ago. I want to say. Yes. yes. Yeah. Are There's you a Ashanti fan of both 20. Well, this is, this is a tough one. See, this is why I say it don't have to be 20 songs, even though they usually go over because I don't know if I want to hear 20 Ashanti songs. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I made a post not that long ago uh, when they announced that, and I said, "Do do they got twenty songs, or would they be stretching it?" (laughs) Because we seen I seen a lot of that personally in the Brandy and Monica verses. Because Mm -hmm. we all know they got songs, but a lot of their songs, a lot of people don't know. So I wonder if they're gonna get to the point where they playing some B sides. Some some new shit like Monica tried to break out a new song with Lil Baby. It's like nah, like we don't want to hear that shit, man. Like I don't want to hear a new song from Ashanti right now. I want to hear a new song from Keisha Cole. Even though I love Keisha Cole, but twenty songs might be stretching it to me. Yeah, um, I I can't lie. I feel like coming off of Gucci Mane and Jeezy, they should have had something stronger, like. Women will be excited. Black women will be very excited about this, I think. But I don't know. This is kind of just kind of meh to me. I heard now. I was like, eh, 
Yeah. But I, then again, I feel like that, that that last one with Gucci and Jeezy was so high. Maybe they couldn't top it immediately, and they have to yeah. think of something bigger. But yeah. me, I saw this, and I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, good for both of them getting more exposure and streams and whatnot after this, but I'm not going to watch it, man. I don't really care. Yeah, the, the Gucci and Jeezy was a a, a 70-point game. You know what I mean? Somebody, yeah. somebody put, uh, or Kobe put up 82 or 80, 81 or 80, it was 81. 81. Yeah. That was an 81 point game. <laughs> you ain't, you ain't putting up 82 the next game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's what this was. So I, I really wasn't expecting nothing crazy. I think this is a cool little R and B one because a lot of people been putting them two against each other for a minute or, you know, who had the better catalog. And I, 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 I've been seeing a lot of people like, Oh, Shanti wrote a little bunch of songs. So yeah, she got 20 for sure. And Oh, Keisha got 20, but, I I I personally don't know, and I'm like I'm more of a fan of Keisha Cole. Uh, Same. Uh, yeah, I, I I think she was dope when she first started Keisha Cole with the Gap, and you know with Kanye on the song and all that shit. I I thought that was I I always liked Keisha Cole, but I twenty songs. I just don't know if she got twenty strong songs. I think it's gonna be a bunch of B sides, a bunch of songs, yeah, a bunch of new shit. Yeah, yep. or a bunch of songs we just never heard. <laughs> because Monica broke broke out a song I never heard a day in my life. It was like something off the Who Shot Your Beat. It was like mm-hmm. a Who Shot Your Remix or something. I don't know what it was. But I see all the Monica stands like, oh, yeah, I, re- yeah, I remember that song. Like, no, no, you're talking don't. about, I know you're talking about, you're talking about the uh, One More Chance. Was it that? <laughs> With Ashanti, she sang over one more chance. No, no, I, no. I was talking about the Monica versus. Oh, okay. Monica okay. Brandy. She broke out like a "Who Shot You" remix or something. I, I oh, never, okay. I'd never heard that song a day in my life. C. Murder wrote it, probably. Pro- Ghost wrote that song. Shit, shit, probably so. I don't know. Put it in a letter, and she wrote it or <laughs> rapped it. But yeah, I never heard a song that song a day in my life, and people were like, oh yeah. I'm like, nah, man. She. Nah, it's getting close to the end, so she <laughs> she trying to get she trying to get to that twenty. So, and, and yeah, and then I think Brandy played a song with uh, what's his name, Caesar or something. What's the dude that got canceled? Uh, Daniel Caesar. Yeah, she, she <laughs> played dude that got canceled. That's funny. Yeah, she played a song with da- Daniel Caesar. I'm like, I never, I don't remember that song, and that was mm-hmm. that had to be recent, man. So I'm like, oh, they're a little short. <laughs> they're trying to say them classics for the end. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think it's going to be the same. It's going to be some shit in the beginning where we're like, oh, why she play this? I've never heard that one. Do you think uh, Keisha Cole and Ashanti is even a good matchup? I've heard people say, uh, well, at least one person say, like it should have been somebody like Maya versus Ashanti. It shouldn't have been Keisha Cole. I think Keisha Cole is a much better singer than Ashanti. It is slightly disrespectful, honestly, to put her against someone like Ashanti. Maybe a Sierra versus Ashanti might be a little better because Ashanti was more of a pop singer. Keisha Cole was more of the soul singer, you know. She yeah. had pop hits, yeah, but she was more of the soul singer-ish. Yeah. She and, she she had more of the, uh, I'm not comparing these two, but she had more of the Mary J. Blige in there. That yes. love, that broken heart type of thing. Um, which uh, Ashanti had like a big label behind her, so she was making mm-hmm. like pop hits. 
she she was behind one of the hottest artists at the time, Ja Rule. So uh, yeah, she had the radio play and all that stuff. I think Keisha Cole was just that that girl from the hood that that you know she had that scratchy voice a little bit, but still mm-hmm. sounded real good. So yeah, I I, yeah, I kind of don't think that was a uh, the best matchup. The only, I don't even know who you can match Keisha Cole up with. Damn sure it can't match her up with Mary J. Blige. But, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of tough because, I mean, she singing-wise, I think she's better. But, like you said, she don't really have the discography or the classics, I guess, to go against somebody like Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige walked to Florida. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of tough, man. She's kind of in a weird space where she's too – too big like she's not poppy but she's not you know a, a r&b legend like that for various reasons so yeah it's tough but i don't know i'll probably I, i'll watch the reactions on twitter i guess but i'm not gonna tune into this one man i don't really care that much yeah and, and people and people need to realize with these verses it's not about album sales it's not about how many singles you got like it's 20 it's 20 versus 20 you gotta pick your 20 mm-hmm. And I think that was the problem with somebody like a Gucci man. Yes. Gucci has so many records, man. I was still thinking the records he should have played to this day and during that versus. But he got so many records. It's tough when you have, a, a you know, all these mixtapes, all these singles, and you got to pick 20 of them. You're going to miss out on a lot. So people keep saying, oh, yeah, remember, Shanti uh, wrote for so-and-so. Remember, she she produced this one. Remember, she sung like that don't matter. It's all about what you play in that moment. You know what I mean, you could you could be the biggest star in the world. If you if you fuck up your your playlist, you can lose. And we seen that with Fab and Jada Kiss. <laughs> That's true, man. It's about the twenty. It's about the performance. It's about how you come off during the verses, and it's about your playlist, man. Some people put thought into the playlist. Some don't, and that's why I gave it to Jeezy over Gucci. Because Jeezy put thought into his playlist, and Gucci just picked whatever. So, yeah, yeah man, Gucci we'll, we'll, we'll a, see. Gucci the, had a different motive too. I don't think he was trying to win the verses. I think he had a whole different that, motive. He's not trying to show off his fit and his jewelry too. Yeah, I think. So yeah, I think. That. He, yeah, I think he was just trying to look Jeezy in the eye and give him a big f you. I think he was more focused on that than to actually winning the verses battle. I think that was a little bit staged, man. L- looking at how cool they were after the fact and looking at the fact that Gucci Mane gave him props at the end, I think that was a little bit of an act. I think he was just, he was in character doing that shit. So it is what it is, man. Yeah. But uh, so what What else happened this week? What else um, we got? Oh, yeah. Fung Master Flex got liposuction and he <laughs> put it on Instagram. And for some reason, they were playing Wu-Tang while he was getting a liposuction, uh, the Raekwon Cream song, uh, that was fucking, that was very funk master flex of him to do. <laughs> but at the same time, what is your take on men getting liposuction, man? Do you think it's acceptable? Because a lot of people don't admit it. These celebrities all get liposuction, man. They all get work done. Drake has fake abs. People don't want to hear that. He has fake abs, y'all. Like he, <laughs> These niggas are getting body work now. And 
I, they're keep most of keeping them it kind of secret or on the down low because there's a stigma about it. Yeah. But they're these celebrities getting that shit done too, man. It ain't just the women getting the Brazilian butt lips. It's the men getting the abs done, men getting the lipo done. Like they're they're getting this work done too. What is your take on this, Vicky? Did you think uh, Funk Master Flex should have put this out number one? And do you think it's acceptable in 2020 for men to get liposuction or cosmetic surgery done on their body? Um, number one, I don't think he should have put it out there, man. I I think it kind of make him look goofy, especially somebody like Funk Flex, who who he was. Like people know him back from the early '90s, um, late '90s, as this tough New Yorker who don't you know care about that soft shit. And for him to sit there, you know, Instagram his journey, I thought that was a little suspect. That was a little weird to me. Like, I don't think women even do that. You don't even see a lot of women that show off their journey of, you know, getting liposuction. But um, to the second question, I don't think it's nothing wrong with it, man. I, I don't think it's nothing wrong with it because if you know his backstory, he used to be big. And he went through a whole life change, of, you know, eating right. And he, he always do the 40-day reset. And... When you lose a, a lot of weight like that, you're going to have fat in certain places where it, it it ain't going nowhere. You can't get rid of it. And if you got the money, like if you want to get rid of that fat that's under the underarms or, you know, certain spots that's that look nasty, I don't see nothing wrong with that. It wasn't a thing where he was, you know, big and he decided to, you know, just go with the liposuction. He was He was already small. He lost a lot of weight. But I think he just wanted to get rid of some of the unwanted fat that was, you know, on his body. So I, I ain't seen nothing wrong with that. But I thought it was super weird that he Instagrammed that whole thing. I I, I never want to see that from a woman, man, anybody. I don't want to see nobody going through their surgery. <laughs> and it's it's just strange because he's so super New York. He's so super hardcore. And, you know... It was weird to see him go through that. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, it was a nasty looking procedure too. Like I don't know. I guess he said he got it done for free, and that's the reason why he he did promo for them. But that very, he should have just showed the before and after. He didn't have to show the actual process of him sucking fat out his body. That was weird, and and kind of disturbing. So. I don't know, man. I do think there's a double standard, of course, when it comes to women getting work done versus men. Mm-hmm. And I think women are kind of uh, low. I'm, like, I don't think this shit matters as much to women as it does to us, honestly. Like, how are uh, us having excess fat somewhere? Because you see a lot of fat niggas out here with fine girls. They don't, yeah. they, they don't care about, they're not as shallow about body as we are. They're shallow about other things like money and things like that. They're not shallow about your body in general, as long as you're, you know, yeah. not completely sloppy. Yeah, as long as, as, so, long as you fly uh, kind of cute and got some money. You ain't even got to be super cute. You got to at least have some money and you are, you look all right. <laughs> They'll deal with you. Money cover up everything. Rick Ross ain't have, I don't think Rick Ross has had any surgery. He lost weight, but he he, he still got titties and everything. And he's still got women all over him. He's still got a girl. DJ Khaled got women twerking for him on his Instagram lives, doing all kinds of crazy shit. 
So he ain't got no problem. Like we care about it more than women. I get like men, you still want to look good in the mirror when you look at yourself, but it's more so for you than it is for the women. Cause they really don't give a shit in general. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, but there is a double standard about women thinking, you know, it's feminine or you, why are you doing this or just work out? You know, like you said, there are issues with people who have to struggle with weight and, and things that just won't go away. So yeah. it's just funny seeing a double standard about, you know, if this was a woman, you would not see this kind of pushback or blowback uh, from somebody posting there. But now since it's funk master flex, it's like, ah, let the jokes go. And they yeah. are funny jokes. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> if it's, if it was a woman who, who posted her story about struggling with weight and then posted her getting, you know, liposuction, you would see a whole lot of loving comments like, Oh, good for you, girl. Go, go get them girl. Things like that. So yeah. it's fine to me, I, but yeah, I think the part that people kind of looked over was him from the very beginning. He was a big man and he, w- he, he wasn't big and just got the liposuction. He actually went through a whole life reset. He's he, yeah. eating right. He was posting how he was eating right. He always do the little 40 day reset so his journey, he's been on that journey for a long time. So uh, he actually looked good. Just Google some pictures of Funkmaster Flex maybe 10 years ago, 10, 15 years oh, I know ago. He, I, I remember, man. I was, I yeah. saw him. He was very fat. Yeah. And so uh, look at him now, man. He, he, he just looked like he in a different space. So I, I can't hate nobody for that. But uh, would, would you ever get liposuction if, if somebody did it for free? And you have to promote it. I, I've thought about it actually, man, because I've had the same prompt. I used to be very big and I was a lot of weight. So I'll be down for it, but I'll want to do it after I've exhausted every other option. Like when I'm down to my target weight, when I'm down to as, as much as I can do on my own, if I still have a lot of pockets of like, if I still have things I just can't get rid of, I want to do it then, but I don't want to do it out of laziness, man. That's one thing I don't want to do. And that's what a lot of people do, unfortunately. And, you know, when when you're fat, you just get the lipo and just get the fat sucked out. I'm like, I want to work for mine, man. I want to get to the point where I've done all I can do literally in terms of fitness, being in the gym, working out, eating right. And when it gets to that point, like I'd be down for it, but I want to work for it first. You know, I want to make sure everything else is right before I go down that road. So yeah. I, I would do it to answer the question, yes. Yeah, I, I agree, man. And people need to realize, too, you got to have a life change, you, a lifestyle change. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, it's not going to work out right. If you're a celebrity and you got a bunch of money, then that's that's a little different. You probably got a lot of celebrities who just do it every year or something. But if you're a regular Joe and you decide to get that, you got to keep going with the lifestyle change. You can't keep eating how you used to eat. Otherwise, you know, it's not, it's not going to work out right. Yeah. And that's, that's the funny thing. I don't know if you follow Dr. Miami on Twitter. Like he be, <laughs> he be killing these women, man. He's hilarious. He be, everybody tweets at him asking for a BBL, a Brazilian butt lift. He's like, do some squats. <laughs> like, dude, just work out at home. Do work out. Make sure your fitness is right before you ask me for anything. Cause I'm not going to like, he won't say he's not going to do it, but like he, he always says, nah, make sure your body's right before you ask for like a fake ass or fake whatever, or this fat sucked out or whatever, like make sure you're living right first, make sure you're working out, doing squats, doing all you can. And then we can talk later on. That's, I think that's what most people tell you before cosmetic surgery, you know, make yeah. sure you're healthy first. Don't go in there fat as hell saying, I want to lose 20 pounds. Now yeah. you just suck it out of me. 
Like it, like you said, it's not going to work, man. It's got to be a lifestyle change. So yeah, because yeah, I, th- I agree. I, I think normally um, you got to before you do that, you got to lose a certain amount of weight first mm-hmm. before you even get the procedure. But um, yeah, man, yeah, you you got to change your lifestyle before you do something like that. Otherwise, it's that's uh, five thousand dollars down the drain. <laughs> yep, and man, possibly some health problems. Agreed, man. You see people get their stomach stapled and then staples come out because yeah, they yeah. eat too much and they yeah. get right back to being fat. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's got to be a whole lot changing first. Yeah. Now, that was our liposuction debate of the day. Our lifestyle change. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a fitness podcast after this coming up. Yeah. Um, What else? Chance the Rapper got sued by his former manager. Now, I didn't know anything about this. I guess I missed this mm. on social media. Yeah. Um, Chance the Rapper's former manager, Pat Corcoran, a.k.a. Pat the Manager, is suing the rapper for a breach of contract. The complaint was filed in Illinois. Uh, Corcoran and his lawyers allege that Chance has violated, or- violated an oral agreement wherein he agreed to pay Corcoran 15% of his net profits. Corcoran also claims that he's owed over 2.5 million of unreimbursed expenses supporting and promoting Bennett's career. Um, okay. It wasn't written down. So he's going to lose like what the fuck a verbal agreement. Do you have proof? Does he have any proof this happened? Like a verbal agreement don't mean shit. And he's a manager. How do you, uh, what the fuck is this? See, I'm a, I, I, I don't like chance. I want to shit on him, but what <laughs> the fuck is this reading this man? How does he expect to win a verbal agreement to give him 15% of his profits? What the fuck? Yeah. That, that sounds silly, man. And it was not written down. He has no, if he has no proof of this ever happening, he's going to lose this shit, man. There's no way he's getting anything out of this. Yeah. If he has the receipts for the unreimbursed expenses, maybe, but I doubt he has all $2.5 million worth of that. So, yeah, yeah. Chance is connected. He got political connects. He knows Obama. You ain't winning shit. You getting shut down. Pat Corcoran. Yeah, Yeah, they'd they'd eat the case up, as rappers say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you going to beat that case, man. He ain't. Yeah, this manager ain't getting shit. And I'm upset because I want to shit on Chance. I just (laughs) felt like it. He annoys me still. But yeah, his his manager's on he, some goofy shit. He ain't getting his money back. He been in kind of hiding too, because like, what have he put out since that that weak ass album? He's been around, man. He did the fucking NBA All Star game like last the, this earlier this year. Like he he he's been around, but yeah, he. I mean, he hasn't put any music out. If you're asking that, I don't, not that yeah. I've seen. Yeah, and. He, He's cooled out, honestly. He still maintains that was a good album, by the way. He's not backing down on that. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go back and listen to that album and see if it's still trash. But when I first, off that first listen, that that album was awful, man. Speaking of which, Dionne Warwick, I guess Dionne Warwick is now tweeting herself instead of having it tweeted by somebody else. Maybe. And she just tweeted at Chance the Rapper. She said, hi, Chance the Rapper. If you are very obviously a rapper, why'd you put it in your stage name? I cannot stop thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Good question. Wow. I ain't think about that. <laughs> uh, so anything else happened this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, of Kim versus Foxy Brown versus in the works, maybe. 
Yeah, we'll I, see. I, I was in the clubhouse and um that same room, the Jay Z Appreciation Room, and I'm not sure. I think it was Foxy's brother. I want to say, but he uh, he mentioned how they was trying to get the paperwork together, and he okay. was just like, "Man, this is driving me nuts." So. Um, yeah, he kind of dropped a little breaking news on there. People were like, whoa, 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 you're supposed to be saying all But yeah, yeah. so apparently, yes, that's in the works, and it, it could happen. It's it very close to happening. So that, okay. that would be interesting. I think this is a beat that never got settled either. So uh, I'm not saying this is up there with Gucci, man, and Jeezy, but yeah, this would be an uncomfortable watch as well. <laughs> Might be some jokes, too. Yeah, it could be, but I think they both kind of grown past that type of stuff. So, so yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But I know since we'll I've been li- since I've been living in Houston, they uh, remember they did this song. To, they did a couple of this songs to each other. Oh shit! Maybe yeah. I missed that. I, I want to say, I Kim, know, man. Yeah, I want to say Kim might have threw a little shot or something. I can't remember. But uh, Foxy Brown rapped over an old school beat. It was kind of hard. It was it was like actually all right. I got to dig it up and find it, but. Yeah, that's kind of throwing shots at each other like a couple years, like two years ago. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, it was it was super recent. <laughs> yeah, so it's probably going to have some awkward energy behind it, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see if it happens. We will keep y'all <laughs> in touch, in tune, and whatever. You're rocking with the late night crew. <laughs> this is the Figgy and Quiet Rocket Show. Quiet Storm on the Gems and Juice podcast, y'all. Gems and Juice. Gems and Juice Radio. Gems <laughs> and Juice Radio. Yeah, we got the Figgy on the ones and twos. The sweet the voice of Nita Baker. The sweet sound of uh, Nita Baker. <laughs> These niggas listening like, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> That's for our female listeners, all two of y'all. <laughs> including Jasmine. <laughs> We're trying to make something sexy for y'all. I know. Um, yeah, Jasmine and probably one of her cousins. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know no I don't know no other female that listen to the show. <laughs> if you a female, hit us up if you listen to the show. Man. Yeah. Well, we need to know. We need to know. If you fe- Reveal we, yourselves. Better yeah, if you're a female, you listen to this podcast, we will bring you on the podcast and ask us yeah. what you really and ask you what you really think of us. Yeah, I done brought a random female uh, on a podcast before, man. Oh, what yeah. have you on? I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, she blocked me, I think. Did she? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she got you too. I think she did, man. She at least unfollowed me. I think she might have blocked me too, but yeah. What can you do? <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, we're, we're actually trying to get an OnlyFans girl on the podcast too, man. We've been in the works with that. So, look, we got the content to try to bring the females in, try to poke y'all mind and see what y'all really about these 2020 <laughs> days. But anyway, I digress. We're closing out the podcast, man. Thank you, Figgy, for doing what you do, man, hustling, grinding. Still get you a, a, a hoodie and a mask. Hit the link in our profile. Order yourself. It's chilly outside, man. You're going to wish you had one soon enough. At least you can give one to your girl. You know your girl is taking your favorite hoodies. Yeah. Shit, give her a Jim and Juice hoodie. Get one for it's Christmas. Snug, it's comfortable. Yeah, get one for Christmas. It's the holiday. It's the holiday. Yeah. Get a shirt, get a hoodie. And shit, if you got an idea, man, uh, hit up that link. And they can probably make something happen. 
Yes, yes. Hit us up and we will deliver. Yeah, shout out to Versatile Elements too. He got a hoodie, a shirt, and two masks. Okay. So yeah. Through. Big boy purchase, man. I appreciate it. See, keep doing that. I might admit that Eminem is okay. You know, I might I might I might put him in my top top two (laughs) fifty. He's cracking the he's at he's at two sixty three right now. He might crack the two fifty if you keep this up, versatile. I'm just playing. Is T I uh two fifty one? Oh man, he's he's down in the dumps. He's down (laughs) he's down there with fucking uh Silk the Shocker is above him. I put uh fucking a lot of people Bubba Sparks, of course, I said last podcast. People was Uh, a a couple people was tearing you up about that take too on the uh on Twitter because I put that I put that uh audio out and some (laughs) some random yeah because somebody I think somebody said uh let's be real TI trash or something like that. Yes. And, uh, I actually re- replied with that video, and he was like, man, this shit is funny. Like, I'm dead uh, after listening to it. And a couple people was like, uh, you could tell that it's from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But there's like, man, this, uh, this whack-ass take or something. It was a couple people. <laughs> <laughs> of course they did, man. Yeah. If, if you're if you over 40-year-old man who, who, who tries to uh, fake articulate like you're smart, Mm-hmm. And, and once white people to think you you hood, you probably like the T.I. a lot, man. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you corny, uh, you probably love T.I., man. But, yeah. you know, fortunately, we live in the real world and he's not as great as y'all think he is. You just whatever. Well, that's over. I, I don't say my piece about yeah. T.I. I'm done talking about T.I. Yeah, don't go on no more rants. <laughs> I done did a Christmas rant this episode. I done did a few rants, so I'm all ranked out. I got no more rants in me, man. So, uh, shout out to Jasmine, of course, still doing the uh, the work behind the scenes, hustling and grinding and whatnot. Um, thank y'all, listeners, of course. Uh, Mookie Motonio, last time, great podcast. Check that out if you haven't seen it yet. We got the interview on YouTube. We got the podcast up on all platforms right now. Yes. Um. And hit us up with anything, man. Uh, any, any, I don't know. If you got something to promote, let us know. We will give you a shout out. Shout out to Tab doing his thing too with the Tab Tech and whatnot. So yeah, that's gonna do it for us. We almost out of 2020, y'all. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Well, we ain't. This ain't the last show yet, so I'm not gonna close yeah. it out with that. But <laughs> <laughs> stay safe, y'all. Stay wrapped up. It's getting cold out there. And we'll see you next time.